The following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit morningstardayton.org. Hello and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Ben. I'm the associate pastor here at Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm joined um, by John Decker, the lead pastor. John, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. We just had Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, so. dude. <laughs> I know this isn't going to drop till tomorrow, but it's, yeah. for us, it's Taco Tuesday, man. Yeah. So. I mean, that's always, usually, like, that's a secret of the podcast. People want to know what makes this podcast good or bad, depending on how you think about it. It's right. Taco Tuesday. It's, it's dollar tacos. And so we can go ahead and give a local plug to the La Pinata restaurant here in Centerville. Yeah. Maybe they'll give us some free tacos next time. Yes. But yeah, shrimp. I mean, on, oh man, they have shrimp, the street tacos, they got the shrimp and the steak and they're a dollar a piece. And I, I'm not going to say how many I had today, but it was delicious. Yes. Muy delicioso. It was great. Yes. It was not a few. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Depends uh, on, on how you define few. You're right. You're right. Um, Jesus would have fed at least 10,000 people. Oh, man. Like, if he ate. could do it with a couple of fish, like oils <laughs> of bread, what he could have done with the amount of tacos I ate today, <laughs> he'd have been like, that's awesome. That's yeah. good. I don't have to do much of a miracle. I'm going to be completely honest. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. Was good. Um, so we, we just got back. Obviously, we weren't um, here for last week's episode. Mm-hmm. We were in Springfield, Missouri. Um, for a pastor's conference called Fellowship Week, mm-hmm. um, where we sat down, um, got to sit um, under some teaching, which is always nice to just it sit is. and be a part of it, yep. and then get to sit in some breakouts that were pretty awesome as well. Yeah, what's good is is ministry leaders, as pastors, whatever you want to call us, um, we're still trying to figure that out, but... Um, <laughs> We, we need to be fed and, it, and we need to go and sit and go and be able to sit and be preached to and somebody open up the word of God and challenge us. It's, it's good, man. I, I felt, man, I, I, we needed that week. I, yeah. I needed that week, at least for me personally, I don't want to speak yeah. for you, but I, no, I needed right that on. week, man, just to just kind of recharge a little bit. And, um, it was great seeing friends uh, mm-hmm. and just what God did and kind of really, uh, yeah, it was encouragement. It did challenge us. We we yeah. we learned a lot of some things that we need to work on, right? Yeah. And that's what you and I are all about, anyway. Like, what what can we make better? And mm-hmm. and um, and and then hanging out with you and Christine, Manny and I, and you and Christine, that was good for us to spend. I mean, you get to know someone really well in a nine hour road trip yep. in a minivan. It was good. Uh, we mm-hmm. found that Christine is horrible at the ABC game. Yes, she is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's traveling. But it was uh, good. It was fun, though. It was that good. That and puns. And oh, puns. The puns are just, they're painful. <laughs> they're so painful. Right. Um, but it was good. It was a great trip. Um, by the end of it, our wives were, like, playfully punching one another. Well, really, my wife oh, was punching Oh, they were his. slugging one another. It was crazy. <laughs> they were playing <laughs> a game anytime somebody said, Hurts Donuts. Right. They got punched. But Christine never told Mandy that they were playing. She just started punching <laughs> her, and then she finally figured out what was going on. Yeah. So they just jump right in. So it yeah, was good. It was, it was fun, man. We it had a was. good time. And and we were able to make a lot of connections and network with a lot of guys who are going to be able to help us in our uh, our work of trying to revitalize our church as well. And and I can't wait. It's going to be really exciting watching what we can take and apply what we've learned and and uh, and see what God's going to do. Yeah, we got some reading to do. <laughs> man, well, I got two <laughs> books uh, sitting on my desk. I'm like, man, when am I going to have time? So Yeah, so it's, it's exciting, though, as we... Um, one, like we were reaffirmed in this, this thing we always say, like trying to stay out of God's way. Yeah. Um, the whole conference that the, the main like keynote guy was like talking about God wants to grow his churches. 
get out of his way. Get out of his way, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and so we were like, well, I mean, that's what we've been saying, so at least <laughs> we know we're on the right track. <laughs> okay, so we're not totally off base, right? And then we we took that, and what was funny is we, that's something we always say anyway. We're going to mm-hmm. stay out of God's way. And then on Sunday, um, before we even went to fellowship, we already had my, my sermon planned out for – we were going to, that God wanted to kind of incorporate that and challenge our church with that mm-hmm. to either get on or get out of the way, you know, yeah. get out of the way. And, and so for some of us, we're choosing to get out of the way, right? We're yeah. choosing to let God work. And, um, and it was, Sunday was challenging. It, yeah. it, it really was. And I think, you know, in churches, we, it's very tempting to just get up and just, Hey, we're going to encourage everybody today or, Hey, we're going to, and I think we forget that there's a lot of challenging thing in God's word that we're, mm. if we're reading it and not being challenged, we're doing it wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and one of the things I laid out for our church in the beginning, almost a year ago now was we're going to dive into God's word. And at times it's going to, it's going to be hard. It, yeah. It's it's going to, it's going to, the old church word convict. It's mm. going to provoke us. It's going to bother us. Um, and some things are going to be hard to process because our flesh fights against that. Right. No doubt. Um, and Sunday was one of those days that we just totally unpacked that conversation that Jesus had with Peter there by the fire. Right. Post crucifixion, post resurrection, post Peter denying Jesus in right. the moment of his greatest need, right, we would say. And um, and that's a hard conversation when you actually break it down and look at what he said. Um, and, and our church needed to hear that. I needed to hear it. It was yeah. just as convicting for me. Um, as it was for them. A lot of people at times think people just think, oh, the pastor's just preaching. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not preaching anything to them that hasn't been preached to me over the last couple of weeks as I'm diving into right. God's word. God is working on me just like it feels for them out there, right? No doubt, no doubt. And and that was the thing. I mean, it was, it was a great, for us, it was a great culmination to our series, but mm-hmm. f- it was a great culmination to our week of of sitting under some teaching ourselves to, mm-hmm. to culminate with where we did. Um, with the end of our This Changes Everything series where we really looked at um, what it means to to follow Jesus like mm-hmm. like we say we're supposed to follow Jesus and like we say we do follow Jesus. Yeah, because in that conversation, not again, we don't want to rehash the whole sermon on Sunday. You can listen to those podcasts or yeah. pull up on Facebook. But when Jesus gets there and he's got the fire and they, they're having this fireside chat, with his and it's not just Peter by the way it's all I think there's six other ones that are gathered around him Mm -hmm. it's Peter plus six more and they're all hearing this conversation and so this conversation is to Peter but it's for all of them yeah does that make sense right um and so he's talking to Peter and he says do you love me and Peter of course says of course Lord you know I love you and Jesus says be my sheep and then Jesus has Peter do you love me and Peter says yes Lord you know I love you and Jesus says be uh, actually, the first one he says, he says, feed my lambs. The second time he says, um, shepherd my sheep. Mm-hmm. And then the third time Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know everything. The Bible says that Peter was grieved at yeah. that point, right? And then Jesus said, then feed the sheep. And there's a whole different meaning with all of that that goes on. But the main question I think that God really wanted for our church mm-hmm. and for us today, I think the message is the same. It's like it's still to Peter. So we don't want to take that out of context, right? right? We It's still to Peter, but it's for us. Mm-hmm. Well, what's for us? Well, that idea of if you and I are sitting right now, we have a, you can't see, obviously we have a table sitting right here between us and we're talking. And if Jesus right here and looked at me and said, John, do you love me? That's a question that he's asking. And if I answer in the affirmative, yes, Lord, I love you. Then Jesus says, then yeah, do this, right? Then feed my lambs, then shepherd my sheep, then feed my sheep. 
So the question becomes not do we, hey, do we like Jesus or hey, is he a cool guy or hey, does he work? You know, is it good to go to church? The question always is, do you love me? And then when we answer that, and of course, for I think hopefully I, most of our churches and would say yes, we love you. But then what about the imperative that comes after that? Right. Then feed my sheep. So because if I love Jesus. I'm going to focus on what he focuses on. And he tells Peter and the whole world from that point on what his focus is. It's people. Yeah. And it's people who come into the church. It's the lost sheep who need to be found. It's the ones that are growing. And and so Jesus' focus has always been and will always be people. Yeah. And so if I say I love Jesus, man, Ben, that's that means I got to look at my life to say, does my life reflect what my words would say? Right. 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 And, it's, and it's tough because... That means, um, you know, you sometimes church is going to look different than maybe you want church to look. Yeah. And definitely your interactions with your neighbors is going to look different than the way that you want your interaction with your neighbors to look. And every transaction at the bank is no longer a transaction. It's it's so much more. It's an interaction with people. And it, it just causes everything to be different. And I think that's one of the things people are like, probably you even said pastors, church leaders, or we're trying to figure that all out. People right. are like, how are you trying to figure that out? You guys are pastors. Well, we're trying to figure it out because we're trying to do everything we can to break down walls to where we can have relationships, where we can lead people to Jesus, even in our own lives. Because as a pastor, sometimes when you tell people, hi, I'm a pastor, it's mm-hmm. like, oh man, I assume a different posture. And right, it's like, right. we don't want that because mm-hmm. we're trying to reach people. We're people reaching people before we're anything else. You're absolutely right. When on, on going back to the sermon when we were talking about, Hey, why do we do that? And, and I try to lay out my passion and why I, what motivates me, what gets me out of bed in the morning, what keeps me awake at night. What, and it was, it's people, it's, it's people who don't know Jesus. And we made, I made the statement that, and I don't do that because I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. I do that because I'm a follower. Right. And I think a lot of people would say, well, you know, it's, you know, John and Ben, they, they're on staff, they're, they're at a church, they're the pastors of, of Morningstar. And so like, that's assumed they have to do that. But we do those things because we, if we're a follower, if we say we love Jesus, we're going to have the heart of Jesus. And so I don't do it because I'm a pastor. I do it because I'm a follower. I think everybody needs to have that mentality. Like I serve in the kids ministry, not because I've served in the kids ministry for 20 kids ministry for 20 years. I, I serve because I'm a follower right. of Christ. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't work passing out our bulletin shells and our connection cards because I'm just looking for something to do. I do it because I'm a follower and Mm -hmm. every, I mean, I don't work in the nursery. I sing in the worship band. I, I, I help. I'm a, I'm a usher. We don't, sometimes I think we lose focus of why we do it. Yep. And really that's to the detriment of the church. We got, if we looked at everything from the lens of Jesus saying, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Then do this. And we do it because we're a follower not because of whatever other reason we might have. Yeah, and people think, oh, you guys you guys are pastors. You guys are really great at that, and we're just not. No. I mean, the reality is, is like we were just at the bank, and I almost walked away from the counter knowing that like the lady at the bank, I had never seen her before. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, we go to the same bank every single every, week. Every week, and sometimes multiple times. Right. Not because we have lots of money, just because sometimes we're getting money out. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we need to pay for things. <laughs> right. but, but we always go to the same bank because right. we're trying to develop relationships, and we saw a new person there. And I almost walked away with like, I could tell she didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. She, in fact, she asked if we were professional videographers. Videographers. Cause we, yeah, we talked about making a video for church for mother's day. <laughs> right. Yeah, and fun. so like, I almost was like, man, I, we've got lots of stuff to do. I can move on. But like, it's like now I've got, I need to at least 
initiate a relationship here because this could be somebody down the road that we're trying to continue to have this conversation with about Jesus with. And right. so right. It, it it's really easy in just simple moments like that when you can tell the Holy Spirit's like, no, like I just crossed your path with somebody on purpose. Exactly. To to be like, but I got a lot to do. Right. And and that is as much sin as anything else. It I is. mean to walk away from a moment where you could tell the Holy Spirit's like, hey, I'm putting you in front of this person and, and yeah. all I want you to do is just Introduce yourself. I just want you to to start this small conversation. Right. And you're like, I can't just have other things to do. Yeah. And this idea that God actually orchestrates and creates that whole moment in time. Right. Just for you to have an impact, whether it's feeding the lambs, shepherding the sheep, or feeding the sheep. One of those, and, and we broke that down on Sunday, that one of them is feeding the ones that come to know Christ. One of them is going finding the lost, and the other one's growing those that are in the church. Like one of those, it fits into one of those categories, yeah. right? E- either you have a moment to invest in someone that's a Christian, or God creates this moment where you can go and reach a lost person at that very moment, or at least plant that seed. Yeah. Or you can go and kind of help disciple um, or love on someone who needs. And we 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 miss it all the time, right? Because right. whatever we're busy or, or whatever. But what I love is it works, man. That's it what does. I love about going out on missions trips and getting our people because they go and they get out of their comfort zone and they actually get comfortable out of their comfort zone because they're not around any peers or anybody. Yeah. And they do the work of the ministry in a foreign country and it works and they're like, <gasps> and they get motivated. Like, oh, yeah. I can do that. But we're seeing it play out here too. I mean, we, the last several weeks, we've had some people come from a, a local coffee shop that we go to that have come because they know we go there. Right. And yeah. they, now they're here. And mm-hmm. If you if we just take those moments, and again, it comes back. I know it's going to sound like a broken record today, but it really comes down to: Do you love Jesus? Right. It really does, and it sounds so elementary. Yeah, of course I love Jesus. No, no, no. Do you love Jesus? Right. And if you do, does your actions in life play out and reflect what you your lips say you do? You know, Jesus even talked about this, and yeah. this is this is getting a little more hardcore. But Jesus talks about it when he says, there's going to be a lot of you one day that stand before me and you, you're you going to say, uh, Lord, Lord. And he said, hey, I'm going to say from you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. Right. And he's going to say, with your mouth, you're going to say that, yeah, call me Lord. You're going to call me my title, but I never had a relationship with you. Right. Um, it'd be one thing for me to go and tell you how much I love Mandy, my wife. Mm-hmm. But you would call me out in a heartbeat if you saw my actions not reflecting that, right? right? You would say, John, there's something not measuring up. And I would do the same thing for you as as my brother, right? So So how can we have Christians not expect the word of God to be preached and proclaimed in a way that calls us out when sometimes our actions might not reflect what our words are saying? Right, and then and then that that changes our lens that we see things through, mm-hmm. and including church. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if the truth be told, there are things in in church that would be easier for for you and I to do a different way, mm-hmm. or they would be um, even maybe even more comfortable for us. Yeah. I mean, to to do things a different way, or maybe they're not even our preference, but but it changes the lens when it's like it's not really about that mm-hmm. anymore. Right, and my interactions at the bank really aren't about me and. And really going to church isn't really about me. Exactly. I mean, it's about me being equipped to go tell other people, but in the end, it's all about other people. It really is. And we talked about it. So the church is for lost people and for found people to be trained to find lost people. That's, right. That's, if you want to simplify the mission of the church, that's what it is. It's for lost people and training found people to go find lost people. And we overcomplicate that like crazy. And this past week when we were there, uh, Sean Sears, he said his quote, and, I, and I, I wrote it down. 
He said, the closer we get to Jesus, the more we end up focusing on those farthest away from him. Yep. And that's, you can't, and I'm, I'm going to challenge anybody. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't know if I, listen, you read through the gospels and you, and you really study Jesus' words and his actions and where he went and who he ministered to and how he ministered and ultimately what led him to the cross. And you can't come away reading that, really diving into that and come away with any other conclusion other than Jesus' heart is for people. Right. Jesus' heart, especially, is for lost people. He even told the religious leaders, quote, unquote, um, I'm not here. People who are well don't need a doctor. Yeah. I came to seek and to save those who were lost. Right. And so that's a big deal. And so we got to start flipping that switch that church is for lost people and for training found people to find lost people. Right. And I love Brian Moore. He, he shared on Tuesday night how and, and just reminded us all that, like, Jesus was was called a drunkard mm -hmm. by religious people and not because he was drinking right and not but because he was around people who were far from him mm -hmm. who were not doing the right things and so sometimes it's like we're so concerned with what people have to say about us right that we're unwilling to reach out to lost people because man everybody knows that that guy has a relationship for or has a uh, we everybody knows that that guy has a reputation for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want any part of that guy's life because, man, every, what if everybody thinks? And But Jesus didn't really care about that. He didn't, no. He's like, I'm going to go hang out with sinners, and I'm going to go hang out with, with all the things that people say I shouldn't hang out with, not doing what they're doing, right. not being a part of their mess, but because I need to reach people who are lost. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it comes down to what you said earlier is those moments that the Holy Spirit creates for us and mm -hmm. God directly, divinely appoints for us. And do we take that moment or do we make up an excuse why we can't? Well, that's not the way I've ever done it. Or even when it comes to changing things in the church, well, that's not the way we've always done it. Or, well, that's not what I'm used to, the way I'm used to serving or what. And we can find all these excuses to say no or to walk away. And really there should only be one reason for us to do it. And that's because we love Jesus. Right. And, um, to to maybe wrap up with one of my other favorite quotes from this past week um, was he said, when Christians feel excluded, they just go to another church. Right. right. And we've seen that. We've seen that play out in different churches around the country. It's just, it's just human nature. They'll just go to another church. But he said, when lost people feel excluded, they go to hell. Yeah. And we shouldn't be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to be focused on lost people. Right? Yeah. And, and we're going to focus on what Jesus focused on and what he commissions us to focus on. I mean, we, again, that message and that, that interaction was to Peter, but was for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we got to start taking that to heart. And are we going to answer the call that, yeah, we love Jesus. Okay, then what are you doing about it? Right. It's been a challenging week for, for me. I know you've shared it's been a challenging week for you. Yeah. It's been a challenging week for our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, would just encourage you if you've listened to this podcast, man, to figure out, ask yourself that question. If Jesus asked me, do you love me? Fill in the blank, whatever your name is. Mm -hmm. Do you love me? Like, do you really love me? Would your actions in your life be able to answer and show yes? Mm -hmm. If not, what needs to change? Right. Maybe you need to ask a really serious question of, do I have a relationship with Jesus? Mm. Not be hard, you know? A lot of us have been around church, but we know we have no real relationship with Jesus. Maybe that's where you need to start. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're like, I have a relationship with Jesus, but I've got so focused on me that 
it's just not become about me. So really ask yourself that question. See where it leads your, your life this week because it's been challenging um, for us here at Morningstar, and we hope that it can be a, a challenge to you in your context as well. Yeah, because challenges are good. Yeah, they're not always bad. And we hope that if anybody's listening to us right now and you're in the Dayton area, the Centerville area, we'd love to have you come and check us out here at Morningstar. Man, this is a place where you're not just welcomed, you're wanted. Mm-hmm. And we want you. And we want to, um, as a church, we, we just want to try to figure this thing out together. We're yep. on this journey together. And so I encourage you to come. And uh, until next time. Mm-hmm.